Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. And we got a Stadia. One of us has one. I'm still waiting for mine. You've got your Stadia and you got your your name yeah. sent to you as well. So, so you get to pick your name. How how hard was it? Being yours, yours available? Oh yeah, of course. It, okay. Nobody ever has my name. That's why I have it. Um, the the annoying part of it is that it is uh, you have like so you have to download the Stadia app onto your phone mm. and then put in your code. Just. Mm stupid like i don't mind there being a stadia app i get it because the point is to be able to play stadia anywhere and that includes sure. a mobile device and i'm used to having google home because that controls like my my google home pods and my uh, uh my nest and mm -hmm. stuff and so i'm used to having that application but the fact that you can't do it like through your email like just like open the browser yeah, click the link like verify via link yeah. or like in chrome like where everybody <laughs> in the free world has that web browser like yeah. i can't just sign into stadia but no you have to do it through the app which is stupid how about an extension on chrome yeah that's what i'm saying i don't get it <laughs> the fact that i can go to stadia.google.com and play right now mm -hmm. if i want to i don't get why i can't like start the process by putting yeah. in my name so yeah. that was the only dumb part but other than that it's real it's easy you just you just it just asks do you have your coat you put it in and pick your name and you're good yeah yeah so i had a, a, a co-worker of mine uh testing it out and he, I, I love this because because he's a geek like us so what does he test how responsive is it that's pretty responsive so i don't know if you saw this test out the mouse i don't know if you saw why he's thing. doing this did you yeah, yeah, because everyone was complaining about like, uh, or there were there were videos of like really bad latency and and everything like that, right? Is what you're talking about? Yeah, he they yeah. was floating around Twitter that somebody was like pressing it during the review portion. Yeah, and um, check it out. That's I don't pretty. know. I don't know. Does it come across that it's midnight blue? Um, it it looks. It doesn't quite look blue, but okay. uh, yeah, I can see it once once it's you like, kind of angle it, you can yeah. kind of see it's not quite black. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. wanted the one that was not black and not white, so blue it is. Yeah. It's a nice it's got a Wi Fi thing in it. Did you did you realize that? I did. I did. Crazy. Well, it's a this, hefty. Yeah, well this is the, that's how it uh it's connecting is uh, via Wi Fi uh, instead of Bluetooth because that way it doesn't have to connect to um that way it, it needs a Wi Fi connection. So if you're playing it like on a PC, it's not connecting to your PC. It's another an additional Wi Fi endpoint. Um, so which it I'm does, sure it'll yeah, good. It does have a Bluetooth in it though. Yes, yes it does. Yeah. But I mean that's that's why they didn't want to keep that Bluetooth dependent. So that's why it uh, I'm curious though if you are if you're doing it on a cell phone, is it gonna use Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi? I think that's why it has to have Bluetooth because the idea behind the, the Wi-Fi from what I know is that it, it reduces input lag. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you just said that, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't. But that's, cool. that is, uh, that's uh, completely uh, apt there. I mean, that is one of the ways that they're reducing lag. Um, I did see a bunch of people complaining. I saw a bunch of people who had no problems whatsoever. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's release day. They did have a beta, but the beta did not include the um, uh, the controllers. You mentioned that the people were complaining we're using keyboard or we're using keyboard and mouse, not controller, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and from everything that I read online, the biggest problems are with keyboard and mouse, which I don't understand how that's possible. Uh, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess if you're designing it with the controller in mind and, and like 
that's the supposed to be the focal point. Um, I guess I get that, but I don't at the same time. I don't get how the wired product is work is outperforming something that's supposed to be wireless. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, my view on this uh, and, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, it's going to fail. It's going to be the worst thing ever. I don't Absolutely. think it's going to fail. I don't think really think it's going to fail. It's it has Google behind it. Um, and I know that you could say the same thing about Google Glass, but and Google Fiber. But yeah, Google Fiber is still rocking. But like, they're not about, like, it anymore. They aren't. No, they stopped because they so. figured out that they don't make any money off. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, transport in regards to ISPs and everything is not uh, a money maker anymore. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, in regards to this, like, gaming is an insane. It's a, it's, and gaming is the biggest industry uh, in the inter entertainment. It beats movies because uh, it's making more, more money than movies now. Uh, and if they get on the forefront of streaming this content, then yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Uh, launch lineup is, it's not that great. I'm still, I'm waiting to see uh, what happens, but I mean, I, we, we're founders of this because we're that level of geek where we're like, we want to try this out and we want to test it. And if it's good, cool. If it's not, uh, I mean, yeah, good. There isn't a game on this list that I'm willing to buy yet. Uh, so with the, the thing that comes with stadio pro, which we get three months of by being founders, or if you <laughs> bought the next edition after the founder one was sold out, uh, comes with destiny to the collection. So I'm hoping that includes the newest DLC. I don't play destiny, but I, I haven't checked to, to confirm that. Yes. Uh, it'll have all the newest sweet. And that's good. Uh, because that, that DLC costs money. Um, it's free to play otherwise, but that DLC costs money. And then it also comes this month, so you're supposed to get a new game every month. We'll see what happens next month, but it's Samurai Showdown. Whatever. Uh, so I'm going to just play Destiny uh, to start out with because none of this other stuff on the list is things that I am really like... Like, some of these games I've already played. I've already played Tomb Raider. I've already played um, uh, Final Fantasy XV. Yep. Um... I have not played Rise of the Tomb Raider that's on there. I, but here's my biggest problem with this. It's just... The prices? I, yeah. We're, we're looking at full price, if not, you know, uh, what is it? 75% of what it was at launch for some of these games, which doesn't make any sense. The, um, I mean, this is digital distribution. So... Yeah, and I'm trying to find on, like, Stadia... Now I'm going to look at the app because yeah. I really just want to know how much, like, for example, Assassin's Creed is. I want to say Assassin's Creed was 40. So they just added Red Dead, full 60 Good. for that. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, full 60. And I get I get Red Dead being full 60. That did just come out on PC. Uh -huh. um, I get that. That's fair. $30 for Assassin's Creed Obviously, Odyssey. If you are a pro member, which everybody right now is, you cannot do the free version of Stadia, mm -hmm. which I think is another dumb idea. Um, the cheapest game right now is if you're a pro Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive? No, or... the first Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. Ten bucks if you are a pro. Which again, the only people who have this are. Ah, uh, your stream is freezing. That's unfortunate. It should like this is pulling like games that are cheaper or. Uh, do a Netflix model. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, your your stream froze there for for just a minute. So, but yeah, but every, everything everything is. So that's what happens. But yeah, I, I think that it needs to be cheaper. This is a This is a digital distribution model. 
it should be cheaper. You're not paying for shipping. You're not paying for packaging. You're not paying for hourly employees. You're not paying for any of that. It should be cheaper. And I've been saying that about digital, uh, you know, for everything. It's not just this. Digital should be cheaper. Um, or like you said, uh, make it a Netflix style subscription. Uh, I'm cracking up here at some of the people who are uh, a journalist, game journalists who are saying, you know, this is the first time that a company has tried this. I'm like, did... Like, did you just get here? Like, like seriously, PlayStation did this? I mean, come on. It's, uh, it's, it's surprising that people don't know that who are writing for, um, you know, for games journalists, for IGN and others. It's just retarded. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is just that in this case, like you don't, there's no downloadable. And so that's the, sure. that's the biggest difference is that it's a streaming only type thing. Even more so. Yeah. And that's where people, you know, that's where we announced that people have a problem with this to begin with. And if you're going to harp on that, we get it. It's not going to be for you. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to get over it eventually though, because I think the age is going to come like X cloud is still mm -hmm. a working thing right now that Microsoft and Sony is going to be using X cloud as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the future. Yep. yep. And this might not be your thing right now, but what is everyone's thing and should be at least is a Jedi Fallen Order, which yeah. is supposed to be queued up here, but it's not. So I'll fix that. Uh, this is the first time that uh, just everything is just dropping off today, man. I don't know what's going on. This is the first yeah. time that that uh, that Owen and I are actually playing the same game at the same time. Woo. It's kind of magical. I think no, it's the first time since I think Breath of the Wild, but you weren't doing the show when we were doing Breath of the Wild. I was not. Yeah, so first time for that. So no spoilers or anything. Yeah. Um, you said you're probably around halfway through, you think? I think I'm a little farther now, yeah. Uh, but yeah, somewhere around the halfway mark. Yeah, I'm loving the, uh, yeah, the. I'm thinking probably a quarter of the way I'm going to guess. Um, I thought that I was over-exploring and was like, oh no, I don't, like, because they were telling me to leave where I was, though you can keep exploring. Um, I went back just to see, like, see what else was there and from a gameplay mechanic thing again we're not going to spoil anything here but from a mechanic standpoint like i could not go further until yeah. i did something so that's like all right cool so i've explored everything that i can on that on that planet before i can come back but um uh, downsides upsides what are, what are your thoughts on it so uh, as usual what i've been trying to do and hopefully you guys like this mm -hmm. um if you do like this i want me and Patrick to both continue to do it with new games that we play. So I posted my initial thoughts um, on the land cave at facebook.com slash the land cave. Uh, I don't like Dark Souls. Everybody knows this. I don't like Bloodborne. Everybody knows it's just not a style of game that I like. So this is very, like, combat is very Dark Soulsy. Um, but they have a narrative mode. So I kicked it on down to narrative mode. Uh, I might kick it back up now that I've gotten way more powers uh, and I'm stronger. I've gotten like enough experience points to level up some things where I might be able to handle it now, but I don't like that. But at the same time, the combat is great. I, mm -hmm. I see the appeal. I see why people like it from a Soulsborne perspective. I uh, Stream, losing, uh, losing the stream a little bit there. That they're putting up a fight, yeah, that it's not like force East where you just literally just mow down everybody. Um, that's nice, uh, but it's not, you know, you do feel like you, you definitely feel very Jedi E, um, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and the story is solid. Um, it does chug on PS4. It needs a patch. It, it needs a patch. We did just have a patch, I believe, earlier today. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what all that fixed. Um, well, yeah, when you initially posted about like the the delay time dying, 
the first thing that I thought was, man, the delay time is not bad. I don't know what he's talking about. And then I realized that I had not died yeah. at that point. Um, what I had done was I'd fallen off of a ledge. Yeah, no, that's like Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, which I, I appreciated that. I love it. I appreciated that. There's a lot of games I feel like they, they took... Uh, Whitney was commenting, saying, like, they just took a lot of really good games and they just threw them all together. Like, yeah, yeah they did. And it's a Star Wars game at that. So uh, the combat, being able to scale, the, scale it down, which is something that Dark Souls fans, including... I mean, I didn't say this, but some Dark Souls fans were like, you can't have an easy mode for Dark Souls that ruins it. And this proves that it doesn't. You still have... Um, a lot of the exploration, you still have a lot of the um, the benefits of Dark Souls. But one thing that I wanted to point out that some Dark Souls people might not like, um, it, it, I, I really like, but the map in this shows you areas that you need that you can go to if you got close to an area that you could like maybe have a branching path. It shows you that in yellow. Mm -hmm. And if you did, if there's areas and places you can go back to uh, to open up areas, they'll be either yellow or green. It'll show red areas to show, hey, you can't go there yet. Um, I really liked that from not having to remember or not having to guess where to go. Yeah. It gave me like a nudge where you're like, hey, remember that area you were in like 10 minutes ago? You can actually go back there. Like, I really liked that. Um, it may take the fun out of some out of some secrets, uh, but I, I think the secrets may not be labeled on there. I'm not no, sure. But, not. Yeah. So from what, I, from what I can tell, there's still like nooks and crannies that they don't point yeah. out for you they, they point out heavy things like where yes. i'm not i'm not spoiling anything but for the by, by saying you can force push <gasps> you know yeah you can you so you get the force push there's things that you can push open and it will let you know that kind of thing but it doesn't there's definitely different parts on the map where you're where it doesn't exist until mm -hmm. i've like opened the little treasure box that's there or uh walked around this little corner um it very much encourages exploration i also like the i just like the fact that the map is there and has that doorway thing showing it because um there's there's one planet that's particularly green mm -hmm. and i have trouble seeing things um mm. in green for those who don't know uh so uh it helped me a lot because if i'm like where do i go i just opened up the map and it's like oh here's your yellow line like you can walk yep. this way. yeah helps me out a lot uh yeah. i didn't even think about that that's awesome man i didn't think about that yeah uh the only other like minor thing a couple of like the graphical things are just a little goofy like yeah. he look he looks funny when he runs um yeah <laughs> he looks very like like his legs kind of just like go out and then like their facial features are not the best that's not like uh respawns apparently forte i guess yeah. they're used to wearing masks and stuff don't care it's not it's not a big enough deal um because if if you're looking at like the stormtroopers and the inquisitors and all that stuff they all look dope yes they look so good the environments look good uh it's it's crazy that i just got done playing outer worlds which i was like oh this might be my game of the year and then i played star wars i'm like this might be my game of the year and i expected this to suck yeah uh, and it wasn't nominated it wasn't nominated you know, it missed the uh <sighs> it didn't miss the window apparently according to uh, andrew renee on twitter they it was it the the cutoff day was the launch day mm. so it technically could have been nominated but people didn't give it enough time and so I it's get in this that. weird it's in this weird window though where it probably won't be eligible next year and even if it was eligible 
Last of Us 2, Doom, Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. All four of those games come out in 2020, and so it would never stand a chance. Yeah. Last, Last of Us 2 is going to win next year. This year... Cyberpunk Who knows? I mean, it might. Uh, this year, there's a chance it'll go to Death Stranding. That'll be controversial if it does um, for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Not the whole Jeff Keighley thing, but just that it's... It's not what people it's expected. Mixed. It's very mixed. I, I'm really loving it, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's just me. Um, we did get uh, Inside Xbox. We got some news on that, which we can kind of kind of go go through kind of quickly, I yeah. think. would Yeah, I mean, there's stuff there. Uh, I guess I'll go through. Were there, were there things that jumped out at you? I guess I can. Um, like uh, Obsidian's already like working on a new IP, which I thought uh-huh. was interesting. It grounded. Uh, yeah. Uh, so just the fact that they're able to like announce a new one already when Outer Worlds literally just came out last month is pretty impressive. Um, Rare is also making a game. Yeah, Everwild. Yeah. Honestly, this one this one looks beautiful. It's I like really like the art style. So yeah. I'm down with that. We got then, West West of Dead with Ron Perlman. Yeah, that was Which, cool. Which somebody somebody else said it uh, whenever I was listening to them talk about it. They're like, "Did you know? Do you realize that Ron Perlman is the best Ron Perlman?" Like, <laughs> and I was like, "That makes that's that's the perfect way to describe Ron Perlman. Is just he's just the best Ron Perlman he can be." Uh, and I I felt that. Um, honestly, though, like not a whole lot else jumped out to me not other than the fact lot. that they announced Age of Empires four. Yep, cool. Uh, I'm a huge Age of Empires fan, so I'm, waiting, I'm trying to get this thing queued up here. But I'm a huge Age of Empires fan. I so suck at it, but I love it. I'm I'm not I'm not great at a multiplayer. Like I was okay at StarCraft until like the internet. But yeah, uh, I was really good playing in the first StarCraft game and WarCraft Two. Playing LAN on that was yeah. was was awesome. And then uh, people on the internet destroyed me. But Age of Empires, I really liked. I would play Age of Empires and Age of Empires Two like in the solo mode and just like build and explore like it was really cool like the the troops and everything and this this just looks magnificent so i'm all about it um cart rider drift i don't really care about yeah honestly the only other big thing that they talked about was just that they mentioned um x cloud mm-hmm. uh it's still in preview mode on android uh hopefully coming to ios soon i don't know why they're leaving out such a large market like ios i feel like ios is even easier to develop for than android personally uh but they said that xbox game pass titles are going to be coming to that mm-hmm. uh, and the service is also coming to pc in 2020 which is again awesome. I mean, if it uh, the only question is if it comes to PC, what what are we talking hardware requirements wise? Because Stadia Stadia has a huge leg up in the fact that you can run it on basically anything. Um, and I think that's the idea behind XCloud too. Is that if, it's yeah basically anything. Um, the interesting thing is going to be what they can do in terms of data cap mm-hmm. management because the reportedly as far as Stadia goes, it's destroying data like if you have data i don't have a data cap at my house but i know a lot of people do um and you know i'm sorry for you but like apparently people who are running like the best graphics that they could um could eat up to like a gig an hour (laughs) which is impressive but you know so it's gonna be interesting if xcloud can beat that because uh while it doesn't necessarily matter to me as far as home internet goes, what about like if you're away from home, if you're trying to run this through like mobile data and play a game on your phone through mobile? Um, 
those do th those generally people do generally have data cap limits whenever it comes to their mobile data unless mm -hmm. they like grandfathered in an unlimited data plan yeah exactly i'm i'm still in an unlimited data plan and like i'm hesitant to move out of it for that reason because i don't want to think about it i just want to stream stuff until you have to uh the only other thing that like again there's lots of game stuff so i do encourage you to like go look if you're an xbox owner there's plenty of games that came out it's just we don't really focus on a, a whole lot of game announcements but the entire final fantasy collection that is exists on ps4 and switch already uh is coming to xbox next year so 7 through 15 uh and then the yakuza series which has also been traditionally mm -hmm. a sony exclusive thing that's coming to xbox as well that was cool that was different yeah yeah uh i'm not a big i i don't play yakuza i know there's some people who are very passionate about like the story and stuff in yakuza it's like kind of like half beat em up half like I don't know how to exactly describe Yakuza. It's insane yeah. stuff. Uh, but if you like it, you like it, and it's going to be on Xbox, so that's cool. Yeah, which, which is cool. I've, I've, it's something I should probably get into uh, in regards to Yakuza. It's, I played all the Grand Theft Auto games legitimately for the story, so I would think that I'd like Yakuza. Um, and Sleeping Dogs I really enjoyed too, so I would think it'd be up my alley, but I don't know. It might be. Yeah, Check it out. I should. I should. Uh, we got a patent for PlayStation 5 controller. It's kind of end end the news here. You mean the PlayStation 4 controller? I'm just kidding. Well, basically, yeah. uh, there's like there's just a a handful of little adjustments. The um, light bar's uh, gone. Light bar's gone, which uh, I completely forgot existed. Uh, the sticks are just a little bit big, a little bit smaller. Sorry. Um, yeah, very subtle, but you know what? The PlayStation 4 controller is so good that I don't really have a problem with this. I'm surprised they're keeping the touchpad yeah. since so few people utilize it. Because, like, every game that utilizes the touchpad doesn't utilize... I mean, not every, but I'm saying every is a generalization. That it utilizes the fact that the touchpad has a button in it. Yes. So, you, so like, for example, in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, there's your options key, which goes into... Uh, like your pause settings, and then there's the uh, touchpad that opens mm -hmm. up your map on yeah. PS4. Um, so they use it as a button. They just don't use it. As, so I'm surprised that they're keeping that other than for like maybe some backwards compatibility. Um, the biggest thing that no, like most people probably aren't going to realize right away is just that it's the internals. So it, as we told you, they're working on these new haptic triggers and haptic feedbacks uh, for PS5, and so those are all obviously inside, so you're not really going to see those. Yeah. Um, I'm also a little surprised that they're getting rid of the, the light bar, not because I don't, not because I want it or anything, but it's used with PSVR. Um, so does that mean that PSVR one is not compatible with PS5? because they're making a PSVR 2, I wonder. Mm. That's a little surprising. So. That's, that's surprising, but as long as, and I, I hate saying this because like I, I own a PS, PSVR, mm. but if the P, new PSVR 2 mm. is backwards compatible, which it should be, to the games yeah, on PSVR, okay, I'll, I'll upgrade the hardware just like I'm upgrading my PlayStation. I'll upgrade the hardware, and it's going to be all right. So no Everything is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so that's it for the the news this week. We'll probably be playing some Stadia uh, later this week and let you know how that is. We'll definitely post some thoughts and we'll probably talk about it next week too. Yeah, we probably will. But let us know in the comments what you thought about the news. If there's anything else you think we should be covering, let us know in the comments.
Because Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Amazing. Um, we are watching all of the Star Wars movies leading up to episode nine. So we're watching all of them before episode nine releases. Uh, and also Mandalorian, though we're not talking about that yet. We're going to talk about that afterwards in a non-streaming uh, uh, version because people are spoiling that too much anyways. I have spoken. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, people are spoiling way too much of it. We're not going to be one of those people. Some people haven't watched any of it. And um, there's one thing that's just already over. Like, yeah, if you, if, like if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. It's just out there. Like, yeah, like uh, Favreau's already released concept art for it. Like, it's just a, like he's like, everybody got Disney Plus, right? Like, I'm not waiting longer than a week for this. <laughs> I, I appreciated that he was like, OK, I waited a week. Like, I got I, I, I liked that, that he waited a week, except that I have friends of mine who are outside of the United States who are like. Okay, we couldn't get it legitimately. Sorry, um, Disney Plus isn't here yet. Um, so I do also respect the fact. So they they were talking about like uh, like Star Wars Mandalorian toys and stuff, and there are no Mandalorian toys coming for Christmas because they were keeping these spoilers under wraps. So like they managed to do it this entire time. Now that the show is launched, like it's over. But yeah, there's there's no Mandalorian toys coming mm -hmm. for for Christmas. They will probably be out sometime. Other than that Black Series Mandalorian, which I want yeah, for Christmas, yeah. which uh, Target exclusive and keeps getting snagged at at uh, my Target. Uh, the I Don't went. I literally found it's the it's the the Mandalorian uh, Black Series. So the Black Series are the uh, action figures, uh, you know, Star Wars action figures, but it's like the higher quality ones. So like the faces actually look like the person that it's supposed to look like. Um, so the Stormtrooper, what's up? He wears a helmet. Well, yeah, but I mean, like this, the quality is still better than like the regular. Uh, <laughs> like he doesn't have a face. I know the quality is still better, even if you see like the Stormtrooper Black Series, they're still better. Uh, so I mentioned the face because that's real easy for people to go. Oh yeah, I know what you mean because you look at like like regular range, and you look at the Black Series, and you're like, oh, that looks great. Um, that one's been sold out. I found out my local uh, Target guy because I asked him. I'm like, hey, when do you get this? And he's like, uh, we don't know. It's usually on this day. And I said, how many did you How many did you get last time? And he's like, we got three. Three. And they had that for the week. That's just dumb. Gotta yeah. That. Gotta love a... Uh toy stuff like that especially if it's an exclusive toy but that's where you know that you're going to be screwed like if it's if anything is exclusive to one store it's yeah that's, that's what happens star wars thing like if you if you're picking a franchise that literally is one of the most you know valuable movie franchises in the world um fun fact by the way we're gonna detour for just a second do you know mm -hmm. what the most valuable franchise in the world is Ooh. okay well i was gonna guess star wars but now you got me second guessing it um Okay, I've. I'm gonna go with the stupid pick, and it's okay. probably gonna be wrong. Hello Kitty. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So what I was at, I was like, what's like, what's the Hello thing that's Kitty gonna surprise actually me? Is in the list, I think. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine dude, the like merchandising. Merchandising is insane that's, for that. that. So that's what it's all from. Is it, it, it's we're like all of it. So it's Pokemon. is it owned? Oh, okay. I was gonna I was gonna ask, is it owned by Disney in one way or another? Yeah. But Pokemon. Wow. I mean, all of, and it, and like. 
it's, it's billions with a B, like billions upon billions yeah. of dollars, and like seventy five percent of it is all merchandise. Yeah, so I wouldn't I doubt. Well, the merchandise is everywhere. That was good. Um, merchandise is everywhere. There's, there's, the, I mean, not only can they put Pikachu on everything, but like you also have built in. Um, people who love specific pokemon or you have the whole idea of like you have to collect them all so yeah then if you come out with pops everyone's got to collect every single one that they can so um anyways star wars yeah so let's take you back to 1999 and gonna party like it's 1999 uh, so i remember when this when this got announced and when Phantom Menace got announced, and I found I've, I got they should have the original trailer playing. When this got announced, I was confused. Even though I loved Star Wars, I was confused and hyped at the same time. Um, I mean, there was there was there were new stuff. There was there was the stuff that we love. Um, but I'll admit, like I absolutely loved it when it came out. I know there's hate for this for this movie, but I absolutely loved it when I when it came out and watching it again. It's not as bad as people say. It isn't. No. It isn't. Well, I have I some nitpicks. I have some nitpicks. Don't get me wrong. But man, people people just trash this movie. There's good it's, reasons to trash this movie. Yes. But there's also lots of reasons to love this movie. Yeah. Uh, there's absolutely very valid reasons to, to trash it. Because mm -hmm. what you don't recognize, children, is that this is a children's movie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is not an adult movie this is not for you people that saw this in 1976 and remember it fondly it is for your children mm -hmm. uh to now see it and that is why if you look at it with the eyes of a child you will probably love it mm -hmm. um there are tons of people who their first move their first star wars movie was episode one and they loved it and kind of grew their fandom from oh and cut out for a second we're gonna wait for him to come back mm -mm. but if you're wait looking at it with an adult lens yeah it's it's what top children have it too oh. <laughs> that sorry, it's just sorry like you cut a, out oh he cut out again trust me he's talking about how much he loves star wars check your comments while it's we're like this depends on yeah, unfortunately, sorry, man. You you're cutting out there. You're talking about like it, it's it's a children's movie. It's made. It's I would say it's a family movie more than a children's movie. But yeah, it's aimed at children. There's a reason that Jar Jar had like such a big focus in this movie. Um, people argue about the original trilogy not being for children. Yeah, it was. It was totally for children, especially Empire Strikes. Or sorry, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Um, but yeah, it's it is for children. That's where that's where my arguments actually are for this movie. What I don't like about the movie, because I could I dismissed everything else. So I'm like, yeah, it's a kids' movie. And there's one two aspects that I don't like about it for it being a kids' movie. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them, I would put this in my category of things that I noticed, but unfortunately, okay. I have critiqued this movie so much and watched critiques of this movie mm -hmm. that it's already spoiled. So the one that's not uh, a critique is or not. Uh, my main subject is the fact that all of this deals with so much political ideas of trade and taxation, which kids don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. But here's here's what gets me in the confusion. Can you explain the bet for Anakin Skywalker? Like Watto's bet? Yeah. So there's two bets. 
It's a, it's a bet on a bet on a bet. And that is contrived and confusing. Yeah, if they lose the pod race, Watto keeps his ship or their ship. Uh-huh. Um, and before they before they bet for Anakin. So yeah. it's, it's ship versus parts. Like yes. you get to keep the money. Yep. Minus parts. That's the first bet that I know that I don't I don't think yeah. Anakin was involved at all, at all in the first bet. Yeah, Anakin wasn't involved in the first bet. The first bet is specifically for the parts. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, you get the ship. Uh, and if uh, if if I win, you if I lose, you get the ship. If I win, you get the winnings minus parts. Then it turns into I'm going to put my pod, the pod because they're lying, saying that, uh, which of course is so ethical. They're lying and saying that uh, Qui Gon owns the pod mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to race, and then he bets it adds that to the bet with with Anakin. But the layers and in, in the way it's explained isn't that dead on so i've i've heard people like complain about that like who were younger and were like i never kind of got it i mean i kind of got that he was going to be free but like who is like what was the downside like they didn't understand the downside i'm like the downside is they would be stranded on the planet yeah they'd be stranded on tatooine so but it's confusing for kids to to watch that and listen to them go over a bet and then remember the previous bet we're going to add to it um that's a little confusing so um other than that, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a fun kids movie, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Something that I realized watching it again because mm-hmm. I haven't watched it all the way through in years. I've watched The Duel of the Fates a billion times, but oh, yeah, and I've watched this movie a billion times. I just haven't watched it in a long time. But a new thing that I noticed right away is how many force powers they show off. Yeah, immediately, like within the first five minutes of the movie. They showed so many force powers. And I was like, yes, that is what we're talking about. Like, look how fast they are. Look how, like, <laughs> like they're blowing stuff away. They're doing all these things that we saw in the video. Unfortunately, that's true. I know. Sorry, man. Your stream dropped out a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're using force powers that were used in video games you and I played uh, and and bringing in things that other people assumed Jedi could do, but it was like subtly done. Yeah, I mean, it was freaking amazing uh, to to see that, you know, and of course you mentioned the the duel. It's one of the best duels uh, on the, I thought I had that queued up, so I'll uh, check that here in a second, but one of the, uh, one of the best duels in regards to the choreography, I know that people will say like, oh, well, it's just, it's, it's too choreographed and it didn't have the emotion that some of the other ones have. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I get that. But we're, we're literally talking about, you know, let's, let's see the, the Jedi in their prime fighting. And this is, this shows it. It's amazing. So I yeah. love it. I don't know that you can like. Who cares about it's choreographed? Like whatever. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just I've seen like people like uh, like complain because they were like, oh, it was it was too choreographed. I'm like, yeah, that was that was kind of the point. We were trying to see what Jedi could do against uh, a Sith Lord because up to this point, the Sith Lords that we saw were an old man and a man who was who was barely man anymore he was mostly machine and could couldn't move very much so now you're seeing them in the jedi in their prime fighting a sith that they're not equipped to to deal with because of the peace that they've had and 
Um, and the fact that Darth Maul is just amazing. So, uh, and one thing that actually my wife didn't notice, uh, uh, until this recent time watching it though, is that Darth Maul is his voice is not Ray Park. No. So, which, yeah, the, um, I can't remember the guy's name now, uh, but they, they voiced him over. He, I think he knew that was going to happen. So it wasn't, he wasn't butthurt about it. Like, uh, like some people, but man, this, this, this fight scene's amazing. Yeah, that was just one thing that I noted is like one of my favorite things. It's just like Darth Maul's a bad dude. Yeah, he's a bad dude. He's off, and he's so great in Rebels as well, which I know that we're we're gonna get you to in the, mm-hmm. in the new year. Uh, can you tell me yeah. how many words does Darth Maul say in this Ooh. movie? <sighs> is it like ten or eleven? That's no, a little bit more than that. It's oh, it very, is. Not very oh, many. Okay. But. I, I can only think of like one sentence. How many is it? Thirty-one words. Thirty-one. Okay. <laughs> Which is wh- the fun part that I had looking this up is that it is less words than Arnold Schwarzenegger says in the very first Terminator movie. Wow. <laughs> Terminator. In, wow. In Terminator One, Arnold Schwarzenegger says fifty-eight words, and Darth Maul said thirty-one. <laughs> I will say. Arnold had a lot more screen time, yeah. but but yeah, that's that's uh, that's impressive. And for them to introduce a character, kill them off, and still people buy toys of the character because usually if you kill off uh, a character, kids don't buy toys of the character. And this didn't happen. I don't know if you knew you knew about that phenomenon, but that's what happened with like Optimus Prime and some well, yeah, Optimus Prime and some others. Like kids didn't buy as many Optimus Prime after he died. Even though they'd come out with keep coming out with them, so uh, and uh, uh, what was the the movie uh, Rogue One? Like people yeah. were surprised that they would end the way that it did because of that reason. They were like, no one's gonna buy toys. I don't yeah. know. How, I mean, I don't know how many Rogue One toys you'd be buying anyway. I mean, I like I get. I don't know. I'd be buying just ships. I only buy Star Wars Legos anyway. Uh, About this one, because <laughs> it's Alan Tudyk. So yeah, I had to. Uh... So Darth Maul being a bad man, like he so underutilized. I think that is probably one of my least favorite parts of the movie is just that like you have such a bad dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's so good. You can clearly tell like when he's fighting Qui-Gon, when he's fighting both of them, like when he kills Qui-Gon, like that dude is just awesome. Uh, and just they didn't use him enough. Um, yeah, two I'll, scenes, two, very brief fight, and then uh, the big fight at the end. Yeah, I found it strange where like how similar he is to Darth Vader and the fact that he does not care about what his actual like mission is. Like, so he's supposed to be protecting the Viceroy. He's just down there in the in the ship hangar, chilling by the hangar. <laughs> he's like, "What's up, Jedi? How you doing?" Like, and Viceroy is all the way up on the top floor. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no Darth Maul anywhere near that Viceroy. Yeah. Oh, I view I viewed it as like Maul is just hyper aggression, and he's like, well, a good way to uh, protect the Viceroy is kill the Jedi, like not defend the defend the Viceroy, just just go and kill the Jedi because that's like the threat uh, to the Viceroy would be if if you kill the Jedi, then there's a chance. Without the Jedi, they had they stood a better chance of, of winning, especially the fact that they were there and he could sense them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the droids aren't going to stand up to them. No, no. So, well, it was yeah. I mean, like I think this is probably going to be the low point for our viewing. Not um, Attack of the Clones. I think I, like, I, I love Attack of the Clones personally. <laughs> I like no, I like Attack of the Clones better than this. Um, okay, I, I will say uh, watching it again, 
Um, oh, you know what? That's the other thing. Sorry, I did actually notice something that I didn't notice before. Natalie Portman does voice over Kira Knightley in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't, I didn't, I was like listening and I'm like, wow, Kira Knightley's even butchering this accent. And then I realized, oh no, it's not Kira Knightley. Like, there's only one can, time where Kira's talking. Well, yeah, but it's, and there's only one time where Kira's talking, but it's not her voice because uh, it's Natalie Portman dubbing it. Well, I'm pretty sure Kira's talking to Big Boss Gungan. I thought that, oh, you, yeah, you're right. At the, when they yes. when she reveals herself when she reveals herself yeah, yes there's, there's another time where she, where she is talking but yeah. it's actually Natalie Portman uh, covering up yes you're you're yeah. correct it is her talking in that in that scene and I think they did that just so you had that separation yeah um, but yeah I mean uh, also Sophia I already knew this but Sophia Coppola is also one of the uh, the handmaidens so that's kind of cool um, but I don't know if there were anybody else but. Um, Sure, that could I mean, be. It could be like when we talk about like Force Force Awakens later, where like Daniel Craig is the stormtrooper that gets like coerced by the Force. Yes, it's one of my yes. favorite things. Where it's just... Which I love. Um, I love that that story about. It. We'll t- obviously, well, yeah. we'll talk about it here a little bit. But like, I love that he wanted. He was like, I want to be in Star Wars. I have to be in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that would be me. That would totally be me. Yeah, completely respect it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think that this movie visually is has some great things. I mean, this is one of the first time that they like did heavy CGI, but yeah. um, there's good use of it. There's bad use of it. I think that when you're watching the the droids, it's a great use of it because it's you can't do that unless you're doing stop motion. You can't really do that with actors. Um, I think that the uh, the costumes in this are amazing in comparison to uh, the previous movies. You get to see a lot. I mean, especially with the queen and everything, you get to see a lot of that. And you get to see the you get to actually get to see the Senate, which was talked about in Episode Four and then never again. So because it was dissolved, but yeah, didn't it? Win? It was nominated for Best Costume Academy, wasn't it? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. There's some really good costumes. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, like there's there's so many things I like about, uh, that I that I don't like and like, but overall I'd say this is probably the low point for me when it comes to watching these. I kind of dreaded watching it. I was halfway through it, and Whitney was like, "Do you want to watch something else?" And part of me did, um, just because it just kind of drags um, during like before the pod race. It was just kind of it just kind of drags in regards to like watching it again, um, but I kept watching it because it's Star Wars and I know it's leading to better stuff. Um, that's just my my opinion on it. It's still like it, like I said, it's not the worst movie on the planet. Yeah, I don't feel like I didn't feel any points where like I want to turn this off. There's just points where like the cheese is yeah. like the kids' cheese, like the pod race like it's supposed to be this like serious moment and everything and it's not serious at all no that that, that was one of the things that actually like kind of bugged me a little bit where like the only part that was really like serious was anakin like sebulba's not serious like he's just breaking stuff off and like Mm -hmm. and then there's that dude sitting there for like the entirety of the race until his like power coupling goes away and he's just like beating it on it and there's a dude who comes in for a pit stop and one of the little fixer droids just flies through his podcast and now he uh podcast pod racer and now he's out of the race uh like yeah 
I did. I did. Super silly. That's where it gets too kid movie for me, where I'm just like, okay, it's supposed like I can't take this seriously if your droid just broke your pod racer and everybody is cool with that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's super it's super silly, and you're right. Like he should be the silly one. Like no one else should be silly. It's Anakin should be silly. Because he's a kid going like, I'm living the dream. This yeah. is crazy. Like, and, and people give him so much crap. Like he was a kid. He was given really bad direction. But like, like I, I would want Sebulba. Like, like he's like, he always wins the pod races. Like that should be your, your, uh, your, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Drogo from, uh, you know, um, what's it? Rocky, Rocky. Four kind of, yeah. I'm just thinking like you, you want someone you're like, geez like if i like just question him i may die that kind of like feeling and he's funny and he like threatens somebody he's just and it's just funny um none of it's none of that's serious uh jabba like it's cool we got to see jabba but like even then it's just hmm. but yeah i i agree the tone of the pod race should be tense and it really wasn't tense because no. you get you get a bunch of warner brothers uh looney tune stuff going on yeah other than like they, I'm not gonna really go into the other stuff like super hyper bug me like we're just mini chlorines, we know, gungans, yeah. we know. Both of those yeah. things are the things that make this movie suck. Like gungans are the worst thing ever, and I feel bad saying that knowing what they made happen to Jar Jar in the future. I don't know if you know this. Do you uh, know what happened to Jar Jar in the future? I don't, but tell me, because. So there's a book, one of one of like the new Star Wars books comes along and he's hanging out on a planet and he's a street performer, <gasps> a depressed little clown who knows that he is at fault for, and even though he's technically not, it would have happened regardless, but he's the one that put the mm -hmm. emperor in power um, and he knows it. And he's just a depressed little street performer guy well that's that's depressing that's even yeah. more depressing than i thought you were gonna say he like died like they were gonna they give him like a horrible death I'm like this is even more depressing the fact that he he's, he's intelligent enough to know that he's at fault uh or blame himself and god that's yeah that's that's depressing but um but fitting yeah and so learning that about him i forget which novel it's in uh it's a new one that came out in the last few years but yeah, yeah he's a he's a street clown um and then we're not going to talk about midichlorians like the the the, the, the creation of anakin actually yes. does not bother me the way that he came into existence does not bother me it's just that midichlorian kind of thing that bothers me no i i agree um For those of you who don't know he's a result of a, mani of a manipulation of the force yes yes spoilers uh but yeah <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> well, here's the uh, it's another thing that's like it's it's subtle in there, but like I, I guess this is probably answered. I assumed that it's probably answered in a book. I didn't read it. Sure. I always assumed that Plagueis, um, Plagueis was the one who did it, and Palpatine was was his was his uh, apprentice during that time uh, to do that. Because some people were saying Palpatine did it. Uh, I thought it was Plagueis. It's Plagueis, right? Yeah, it's both of them. Okay. Well, like, but Plagueis was still alive, therefore I call... Uh, Plagueis was still alive in episode one. That's true. That's true. That's what a lot of people also that. don't realize, is that Plagueis was actually alive right up until around... It, he could have been killed during episode one. He could have been killed right after. Mm -hmm. We don't... I don't remember, like, what the actual, like, little timeline of that is in there. But, like, Plagueis did not know the existence of Darth Maul. Um, 
Palpatine was still technically his apprentice during that time, and Palpatine kills him right around this time because yeah. that, that's what puts him on this path. Like, not that he wasn't already on the path, but like where he was becoming the Supreme Chancellor, like right around Chancellor time is right around Plagueis dies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's off screen and he references it as, cause he's like, do you remember, do you, have you ever heard the legend as we will hear him talk about later? And it's like, it's like legend of something that happened like six years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. Not that uh, long ago. So I don't mind the fact that, like, Anakin is a result of Plagueis' manipulation. Um, that part didn't bother me. It's the part of just, like, that's what made him the chosen one. Like, you, yeah. you had to give this, like, thing. Like, it wasn't enough that, like, she's all of a sudden pregnant and having little Jesus. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that wasn't enough. You have to introduce this really weird aspect that nobody's ever heard of. So the and interesting I, thing... I really wanted it to be 9,000 instead of 20,000, by the way. So the, the interesting thing about the midichlorians, though, and and uh, and I didn't know this until earlier this year, I'm probably going to put it... It's going to be on my on one of my lists of videos as I, I'm going to uh, have some other Star Wars videos where we go over some facts and stuff. George Lucas mentions midichlorians in 1977. It's been something that he was script or in, in, in interviews and in talks with other people explaining the force. He mentioned it in 1977. Um, there's a video uh, that that goes through like all the stuff that he'd been talking, he'd been planning like the whole time. So like, and by planning, I mean like he mentioned it in 77, 78, that area. Um, in addition to that, he also said that uh, Darth, that uh, the Emperor rose to power due to um, like political disputes or trade, like uh, like taxation and trade and stuff. Did you just Google it? I'm just nodding along with you. Okay. Yeah, like he mentioned, he's like, and he also said C-3PO was built by a child. He didn't say Anakin, but he yeah. was built by a child. So like, there's a lot of things that, that, that Lucas had in his brain like the whole time. Yeah. And then when he's doing the prequels, so some people are like, oh, it's a lot of fan service. And I'm like, I don't think it's fan service. I think there's some things in here that we didn't need to have explained because when you see Vader... He's he's menacing. He's he's terrible. And then you realize, oh, he's Luke Skywalker's father. You're like, wow, this guy fell, and you know it, he knew Obi Wan. Like you know a lot of this already, so you know so much is going to lead up to it. Um, that's where I'm th where I'm saying like it's not as bad as Solo, which we'll probably get to. But um, that's where it's just a lore thing. Like so, yeah. in in some cases, when the fact that like uh, people try and like make star wars more than it is sometimes like it's a space opera like it's not supposed to be extremely deep it's okay that it is a little deep yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot that you can do with the universe but like not everything needs this like little george R. R. martin detail yeah like respect to those kind of fantasy worlds and everything star wars is definitely a fantasy it's just that it, sometimes with something like a midi chlorine, like you just you don't need that detail. Who cares? Like it's the, the force. <laughs> he's he's really strong in the force. Done. Stand that's it. all. That's all that matters. I did have a I did have a coworker sale. I'll end on this at least, like because uh, we could keep rambling about things we like and don't like. But yeah, uh, I had a coworker once explain to me. So um, this is a uh, shout out to Mitch who uh, taught me a lot of stuff when it came to telecom. Like in my first. I guess it was my, my first really technical job in, in the industry. Yeah. And he was saying like, he, like I was saying, yeah, midi-chlorian sucked. He's like, no, no, no. 
Empire, like I said, I said, many chlorians destroyed the Force, and he's like, no, Empire Strikes Back destroyed the Force. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, when when uh, a New Hope came out, when Star Wars came out, he was like, the Force was this mystical like Zen Buddha thing. And then um, Empire Strikes Back comes out and it's like, oh, you can also like you can communicate with people from afar and you can move objects and then they throw lightning into it in Return of the Jedi. So like he had a similar aspect of it watching the first movie and then having something ruined, if you will. He was being melodramatic about it. But at the same time, I never thought about it because we grew up in Star Wars having, like you said, like force powers that were more than just uh, tricks of the mind. Um, so I thought that was interesting because to him, he was like, he liked Star Wars prior to lightning and force lightning and everything. By the way, I'm going to, um, I can't, I don't know where each one of these comments falls. I'm sorry, Alex. I didn't have the comments open. Yeah. So I didn't know when you were saying things, but shout out to Alex, who's been commenting along with our, with our Star Wars action. Yeah. He also says the number two is the worst. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, Solo's the worst. That's I, even, and I don't even hate Solo. Solo's the worst Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Uh, I will take Attack of the Clones over Solo, and I know that that is going to be a super unpopular opinion. Oh no, I, no. I would right. totally take that. I would say Solo, Solo, and, and Phantom Menace should be like you pick one of those as your worst. That's really what it is. As far as like out of the nine or well eight mainline Star Wars, like yeah. I don't know, like. One and two are like at the bottom for me. Yeah. And then it's probably like eight. But like, I, I hate, like, this is just what I hate doing because to me, none of them are the worst. Like, and Alex knows this, and I know, and I know Alex is in a little bit of agreement. We've had this discussion before. Like, I don't hate a single Star Wars movie. I don't. I don't like even <laughs> Solo, which I think is the worst Star Wars movie. I'll still give it a seven. It's not bad. It's just, uh, it's just not the best Star Wars movie. I give it like a six because it was like, it was enjoyable. It yeah. was a fun ride. Yeah. Um, That's why I get seven. It's a C. Uh, Alex, Alex Sansolo needed a different actor. I thought he was okay. Um, there's uh, another guy. Um, I can't remember. There's, yeah, it didn't, that, that's my problem with it. It didn't need to be made. The only we, thing, the only thing that we... Or we need a solo movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that we saw, because because the thing is, the whole movie was fan service. We'll talk about it when we watch the we uh, go over it again, rewatch it again. Because I'm going to make you do it. Um, it wasn't needed. It just really wasn't needed. Uh, the only thing that we saw that didn't need an answer was how did he get his blaster, um, which ruins Star Wars canon, by the way, because that's a model of hand, like hand, uh, blaster. Yeah. And they changed it where it's like, oh, it's actually part of a rifle. I'm like, no, it's not. So. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't yeah, and so, but even but again, even with all that, I don't hate it. I enjoyed it. I had a decent time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you stick Amelia Clark in something, I'm probably gonna like it anyway. But uh, that's why I, I'm watching Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't blame you at all. Yeah, uh, I, I saw somewhere I, I saw a comment on like a Last Christmas trailer because I randomly like like to see what people think of trailers, and yeah. somebody was like, Amelia, you don't need to be doing this. And I'm like, what? Make money? Like. <laughs> You're going to fault the lady for working now that Game of Thrones is over? Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. not, like, I haven't seen it yet. I heard the good things, but, like, it wasn't just a Hallmark movie. Like, people are like, it's a Hallmark movie. I'm like, apparently it gets dark, so, yeah. Yeah, like Alex said, I would have preferred a Lando movie. I, I would have preferred yeah. just any, like, any movie where we just, ha like, they hadn't been the front person. Like, star like Han Solo is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yeah. Like, they 
to me, just you don't even need to replace it. And even though we have two different Obi Wans, mm-hmm. at this point, Ewan McGregor played Obi Wan enough and deeply enough yeah. and greatly enough where he deserves his miniseries that he's going to get on Disney Plus. Can't wait for it. Um, but with Han Solo, it's just like like that's like recasting Luke Skywalker. It's like recasting uh, Leia Organa. Like you just can't do it. Yeah, you, you don't do it. Lobot movie is what I'm waiting for. What? I'm joking. I said a Lobot movie. <laughs> You're talking about like side characters. I'm like, who's like the like character that has the? I need Greedo. That's what I <laughs> Wedge Antilles would be odd, like a Rogue Squadron movie. Rogue Squadron that movie. Would be dope. That would be cool. There's so many things that you could do. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I was a kid during it, but like, I'd like to see some Shadows of the Empire. Like, give me a Shadows of the Empire movie where you Dash have all this Rindar, stuff going baby. on. You have Dash Rendar, you have all the other stuff. And, like, you just have glimpses of, like, characters, like, like, like Leia and other ones. Like, you hear her, like, off in the distance or something. Yeah. Like, give me, give me, a, like, some care, like, an audio clip of from, um, you know, from Empire Strikes Back of her, like, yelling and telling people to, like, leave. And Dash Rendar is, like, shooting Wampas and stuff. Like, I want to see that. I want to see that movie. Yeah, there's there's tons of things, and that's what we're getting with like something like the Mandalorian, where it's like I I don't I don't we don't know anything about the Mandalorian. We still don't know who he is. We still don't know if we're gonna see other famous Mandalorians, um, like the one from Rebels, whose name I always forget right now, yeah. but she's awesome. We're probably like Boba Fett. We don't know his fate in the in the new universe, like, but we don't know who this Mandalorian is. That's what you can do with Star Wars. You don't have to keep going deeper on some of these characters. Just play with the universe. Yeah, Man- well, Mandalorian proves that like you don't have to shoehorn in characters to make people watch it um, because obviously, like we, we we mentioned already, there there's something in there that everyone's freaking out about yeah. uh, and posting pictures about. But that's not why the Mandalorian's great. No, like, it's we all love like, that nods. Like, there's so many nods. Yeah. Like, there's a like, with, like I saw somebody who was like, I don't like Star Wars. Well, I like the Mandalorian. And I was like, I mean, you might, but you're gonna miss every single nod. You're not gonna yeah. know what any of the like the man. There's so like, I can't. We're gonna spoiler cast this in January. <laughs> yeah, I can, there's 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 one thing that from the first episode that I just want to talk about so bad because mm-hmm. it was so cool, but. Uh, we need a doc to list those out so I can have them like ready to show yeah. like when we do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So we'll end at least on episode one. Um, yeah. Like, like our, our, our thoughts on it are, you know, if you're watching all the star Wars movies, you have to watch it. It has some great visuals. Um, the action packed. Yeah. Action packed. So the dialogue is people trying to talk. Um, Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor could not save this movie. Um, and that's okay. what, that's what, uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of, honestly, that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited about the Obi-Wan series is yeah. I'm like, Oh, you mean we get more, like we get more, um, sorry. Uh, we get more, uh, Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, cause we didn't get enough in these movies. So yeah, I'm I'm completely happy about that because he was not the main focus, arguably the main focus in those movies. Yeah, I'm fine with more Obi Wan. And before we do, you, so you know how you said before, like Ewan wasn't really interested in Star Wars, right? Like, yes. did you hear what he said recently though. Well, I know he said he wasn't interested in Star Wars, and like he laughed when they they mentioned like the uh, Attack of the Clones. Like, there's a I don't know if you saw the video of that, yeah. but like, yeah, so like he laughed. It turns yeah. out he was lying though. He, what? 
he's been like the thing was is that he's been trying to make this mini series happen for so long he couldn't talk about it like they oh, were yeah, i know about that yeah for years and trying to figure out how to make it work and he could never like be like yeah i'm trying to make it happened so four years four years of being in talks i did hear about that um what i was talking about was like when they were talking about to him in was it 2000 or 2001 they're like hey we got the title for your next star wars movie there's a recording of a video of him on the red carpet uh for moulin rouge i think and they're like yeah it's called attack of the clones and he like laughs he's like that is terrible (laughs) (laughs) no i thought i remember us talking one point where he like flat up like denied that he wanted to do the character again and apparently oh no (laughs) yeah yeah he he was deflecting like crazy i do know that he was deflecting like crazy because he's like i can't say i can't say and i think he he said that he would either he would either say like he wasn't really interested he would go between that or saying like yeah i guess i I I guess if disney wants to talk to me i guess i'll talk you know if they'll call me i'll talk to him about it um and he was the whole time going like uh there's so many things that i could say but he wasn't saying anything this is the reason that non-disclosure agreements happen because he could have spilled the beans early on and said like we're gonna make a an obi-wan movie an obi-wan trilogy and like people would be expecting that that's not what we're getting and i'm okay yeah. with that yeah yeah that's what it's for episode one not as bad as as you think but then i i get it i get it i totally get it yeah but patrick a little bit more hardcore and that's why you come here <laughs> exactly so yeah let us know in the comments what you thought about uh about episode one and we'll talk about mandalorian later so don't spoil that in the comments um yeah, but let us know what you thought about episode one. Is it your worst? Is it your least favorite movie? Is it the worst thing ever? It's not. Back in the clones next week. Yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs>